Thank you for joining us today on Real Talk with Matt and Carrie. Our hope is that as you listen, you would be encouraged, challenged, and maybe even have some laughs with us. So sit back and get ready for Real Talk with Matt and Carrie. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. We are excited that you're back with us for episode number two. Number two. So the question of the day is, what are the three things that experts say most couples fight over? Oh, we're talking about couple stuff. Couples stuff. We're talking about relationship stuff. Okay, here we go. it's intense. So these are the three things, and I bet you can guess them if you're listening. Sex, money, and kids. Hello. The interesting thing about that is our first fight as a married couple. Was over kids. No. (laughs) No, that's (laughs) our current. That was this morning's fight. Oh, yeah, that's this morning. Never mind. Okay, back that up. Our first fight as a couple was before kids, before sex, and before we had any money. Because we didn't have any money when we got married. No, we didn't have any money. And we weren't having any sex. No, we weren't. We we were waiting until we got married. (sighs) Because of me. It was a great way. It was a great way. <laughs> we got married very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, man. Guys, we, uh, those, are, those are three things that, uh, that the experts do say. But, you know, and we're, we're not necessarily considering ourselves experts on relationships or marriage. But we have learned a thing or two in the last 18 years that we've been married. Yeah. Uh, coming up on 18, 18 years, babe. Years, Can you yeah. believe that? Wow. Yep. Um, and so we would, we would like to throw a fourth into the mix. And, um, and this is, guys, this is for you, whether you're married or not. Uh, honestly, this is just relationships in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fourth thing that we would like to talk about over the next couple of episodes is, uh, is expectation. And, and honestly, what some of the unrealistic and unmet expectations are, where those come from, how do we, how do we begin to navigate life moving forward in them so our, so our relationships aren't a constant sense of stress or strife or anxiety or depression? And how do we begin to navigate those levels of expectation? Because there are tons of books and resources about sex, about money, how to parent, deal with the kids, but uh, we think that that it was expectations that ruined our first year of marriage. I think one of the hard expectations is expecting that you're going to know how to be married. You know what I mean? That's so true. Because it's such, and you hear this all the time, that people focus so much on the wedding, but really knowing how to combine incomes, knowing how to share housework, knowing how to navigate... Um, intimacy in a marriage and all those kind of things, even spiritual growth and spiritual leadership. How do you, how do you manage that and expecting that you just are going to know how to do those things? And that's where we get ourselves into trouble is because we look at outside things and they shape our expectation. Yeah, because we came into our marriage and our expectations were on two separate planets. Yeah. I mean, they were from the start. Oh, absolutely. They <laughs> like were they the were start, like like our honeymoon. In, in, <laughs> the honeymoon. We're going we're actually going to tell you the story of our honeymoon and why we always tell people like we said we're we're going on 18 years of marriage, but we always tell everybody we've been married for 17 happy years plus 1. Plus 1. Uh, because our first year of marriage was hell. And I'm talking like 
eight days after the wedding, sitting on the steps of the church that we worked at, trying to figure out how we could get the marriage annulled and still honor God Mm -hmm. and still be, uh, you know, respectable people in in ministry life and uh so so i remember having that conversation with you sitting on the the back steps of the church that we worked in thinking how can we get out of this thing but it it all it all started it was bad with you had a certain set of expectations and i had a certain set of expectations and they were vastly and they were and they were really different we went into our honeymoon um i was a virgin when we got married i was not and so our expectation... But I was a reborn virgin, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> That's a thing. A forced reborn virgin. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I could not get her to budge, man. I'm telling <laughs> you. It was like, oh! Anyway. Uh, but we went in. I went into our honeymoon thinking about long walks and, you know, holding hands going horseback riding, going bike riding, doing all these amazing things. And I was going into the honeymoon thinking sex. Like she wanted to go to the movies. I thought we were going to spend the, <laughs> the honeymoon making movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wasn't and happening. I, no, it wasn't happening. And when I realized it wasn't happening, I was pissed because I thought I felt rejected. I felt like, well, she doesn't love me because my expectations going into the honeymoon uh, were that we were that 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 we were going to be in the bedroom the whole time, and that we were going to be it was going to be like passionate love making and sex and all of this the whole time, and it just wasn't the case, and it was due to expectations. And so, what we want to talk to you about is. Um, you know, where do these expectations come from? Uh, the first thing that we want to talk to you about is uh, in, in cracking the code of expectations is understanding expectations. Mm-hmm. And so um, in order to begin to understand expectations, we got to realize and recognize where do these expectations come from? So in your life, babe, where did, where did your expectations of what the honeymoon would be, where did they come from? You know, I think a lot of the honeymoon... I, I probably watched a lot of movies and things. Yeah. But as far as like my expectations about sex, it was really difficult for me because I grew up kind of believing and feeling like it was like it was bad. Sure. You know, it was I grew up in a Christian home and it, it, and my parents I think did the best that they knew how to teach me right. about sex, but really it was hey, don't do it. You know what I right. mean? If if you do it. And so there was a lot of guilt and shame because even in previous relationships where, you know, physically I had, I'd done more than probably I was ready for. I I had a lot of guilt and shame. And so it was weird to me that, you know, at 11 AM on June 16th, what was sinful and bad then at two o'clock or two 15 on June 16th was now okay. And it was this wonderful gift that God had given us. And so it was such a hard turn that my expectations, I, I didn't know. I was so confused about how to make that hard shift, and I didn't know how to talk about that. Yeah, that's. I think that's. I think that's super good. And so, in in, you know, I think that's where we what we're trying to communicate and help people understand is, you know, we've got to begin to understand where our expectations came from, uh, how they were formed. What movies did you watch? What uh, what were you exposed to as a young person, like even in your parents' marriage or your grandparents or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people whose lives were around you? And well, so, or people, because you, your experience, yeah. your expectations going into our marriage were shaped by 
a couple of mentors that yeah. were in our lives that um, that were kind of set me up for this uh, explosive, passionate mm-hmm. week in the honeymoon, uh, which my expectations were not met because ultimately they weren't realistic. Mm-hmm. And so I had to wrap my head around and my heart around understanding where those expectations came mm-hmm. from, were they realistic? And so um, we're just going to kind of help you with some steps that have helped us uh, really reconcile some of these uh, levels of set expectations in right. our lives. And so first and foremost, we think that you have to self-assess. Which is hard. Yeah. Self-assessing with anything is hard, but really, truly thinking about where do my expectations come from and, and is it a realistic view of, of what this relationship can be. Yeah, and I think I think the, the reality in this was, and we spent like the first year, even a year and a half doing this, is, is uh, when we saw a deficiency in one another, we tried to fix like each other. Like mm-hmm. when I saw it in you, I tried to fix you. When you saw it in me, you tried to fix me. Yeah. And the reality is I can't fix you and right. you can't fix me. Right. You can only fix you and I can only fix me. And the other thing I think we did is we internalized if you reacted a certain way, I internalized that and thought it was my fault. Right. And it was because we weren't, there was just these expectations that we didn't know about. And, and unmet expectations will always leave room for rejection, for disappointment, for hurt, and for bitterness. And we were bitter oh, with yeah. one another. We were absolutely bitter because, um, you know, the reality is, like, I'm not having a, a solid understanding of where my expectations came mm-hmm. from uh, because some of my expectations were, you know, obviously formed by some of those relationships that I was in uh, with mentors or just different people that even were speaking. Even relationships. Yeah, even, even past and previous relationships. I mean, the movies, good mm-hmm. Lord. You know, you have an expectation of what your knight in shining armor is going to be, and then all of a sudden you show up and uh, day two of the, of the marriage, we're waking up after... Uh, you know, the first night of, of marriage or the honeymoon or whatever, and you have a, a vision of a, a knight in shiny armor, but I'm really a jerk because there were some expectations in me that were unmet. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, I'm feeling rejected and hurt and bitter yeah. and not knowing how to communicate that. Yeah. So you got you to gotta self-assess and you got to take a look at, okay, where do these expectations come from? Um, and are for they yourself. For myself. And, and are they, were they realistic? You know, were they realistic yeah. expectations? And then the next thing that you have to do after you self-assess is you have to settle them, okay? Talk, talk to us about that. Well, I that. think you have to settle that it's not always the other person's fault. Right. Because I would like to believe that every fight is your fault <laughs> and that I'm uh, always right. Let's be honest. At our house, <laughs> at our house, most of the fights are my fault. No. But... Now... <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but really, I think we just have to settle that we each have a part to play. Yeah. Every situation, any relationship involves two people. You know, we always have an an opportunity to respond. We have an opportunity to discuss. We have an opportunity to work things out with both of us. And part of understanding expectations is realizing areas where I fall short. And realizing, because guess what? That's all I can work on. Yeah. Is my own shortcomings, is my own expectations, is my own places where I'm disappointed. But that's also the most difficult thing to do when you're settling it is the only way that you'll ever really be able to settle it after self-assessing is realizing that some of the shortcomings, some of the failure, some of the disappointment Mm -hmm. is in you and not necessarily in your spouse because... um, 
because you're flawed. It takes two to tango. As they say. But that it, was uh, like a uh, an Adam Sandler voice. I did feel like it Adam. Takes two it takes to two tango. to tango. You know what, though? <laughs> I think once you recognize your part, the harder thing may be admitting it. Uh, yeah. Because, Which, you know, it's so weird how, like, when it's time to admit you were wrong, it's like something comes over you and your mouth won't work anymore. <laughs> and you get, like, this pit in your stomach and you're like, I'm not going to say that. That is actually a very accurate description. I wonder if any anybody listening to this, you guys ever feel like it's that. It's like, all of a sudden, I can't say it. You know, it's like admitting that I have a failure, that I have a shortcoming, that I, what I usually do is I get mad yeah. and I yell about it or I yell, I make it your fault or something. And right. then later I'll come and be like, okay, right. you were right, you know, so, whatever. So which leads us to our third thing that you have to do. <laughs> when you, you self-assess, you discover, okay, what, what are my expectations? Were they realistic or not? You got to settle it, realizing you have a part to play. And then thirdly, what you need to do in order for you to really begin to understand your expectations is you got to submit. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it the sounds like a, like a dirty word, right? <laughs> like you got to submit. But it's not, it's not me saying to Carrie, hey, you have to submit, or yeah. her saying to me, you have to submit. It's, it's me reconciling in my heart. Okay, yeah. listen. I have some flawed understanding of the expectations I came into my marriage with or my relationship or uh, that, I'm, that I'm just navigating life with right now. And so I have to, in that flawed state, recognize uh, I need to submit. And so what we, what we suggest doing is, you know, submitting those things in prayer mm-hmm. first um, going to the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, I know that I'm struggling through this. There's some, some false expectation that I have here or lack of understanding in my expectation. And, uh, and so I want to first, I'm going to take it to you in prayer. I'm going to submit it to yeah. you in prayer. Uh, but then I'm going to go to, to my spouse. I'm going to go to Carrie. I'm going to talk to her and say, hey, listen, um, I need to talk to you about my, my expectations. And, and as I was coming into this relationship, I had this expectation and I didn't realize that my understanding was flawed. I was expecting something from you that you couldn't fulfill or provide for me. And so we've got to submit uh, our expectations in prayer, but we've got to also submit them to one another. Well, and I think part of that is is identifying them, settling them, but then taking time with them. You know, because I think one thing I like to do is I just avoid... uh, I'll think, oh, yeah, I probably do that. And then I'll just keep moving. But like submitting it to prayer, submitting it to thoughts, submitting it to um, intentionality of saying, okay, and maybe even journaling about it for a minute. Like these are the things that I'm expecting. And then looking and seeing, okay, are they fair? What, what part do I have to play? But really taking some intentional time in understanding your, your own expectations. I think yeah. that's so important. And then going to one another because... You know, you don't you want to come prepared sure. and, and intentional yeah. and not just fly off the handle. I think that's so good. So, guys, listen, we'd love to hear from you on uh, on your understanding of expectation and what your thought process has been, because we do believe that this is one of the key factors that plays into really uh, not just killing relationships, but causing them not to thrive. And so um, understanding expectations is a big deal. We'd love you to join us for our next episode as we continue to talk about expectation and what it looks like to manage your expectations as you uh, begin to understand them. Thanks again for joining us. This is Matt. And this is Carrie. We out. We out.
Peace. Thank you again for joining us today on Real Talk with Matt and Carrie. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes.